Section 13 of With the Royal Army Medical Corps in Egypt by Sergeant Major RAMC. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12 Field and Base Laboratories. From the first, the medical authorities in Egypt were thoroughly alive to the fact that warfare carried on by white troops in a subtropical country would be attended by many dangers to life and health other than those due to the projectiles of the enemy past bitter experience had demonstrated the havoc which could be wrought among armies by infectious disease where no scientific preventive organization existed against it in all theatres of the present war therefore such an organization was brought into being and in none with more scientific thoroughness than in that under the sway of the egyptian expeditionary force the local circumstances indeed were of such a nature as to render very carefully thought-out arrangements of the kind not only important but vitally necessary to the success of our arms from time immemorial egypt has been noted for plagues an outraged deity may have been responsible for some of these a much more credible hypothesis however is that they were due then as in modern times rather to the woefully unhygienic habits of the egyptians themselves than to any special disfavour of providence the rain and epidemic diseases appear to the profane official eye at least to fall pretty equally on the just and the unjust rain except at certain rare but monumental moments is a negligible factor in egypt disease however in such a hot and trying climate might if unchecked easily deprive our army of half its effective strength the ramc eef had its duty therefore plainly before it and it did it well it was clear that the work of disease prevention on a large general scale could not be left to the regimentally attached medical officers and the field medical units distributed throughout the forces from base to firing line these were already more than fully occupied with local affairs the creation of some central body was indicated on whom should devolve the whole responsibility for watching the health of the troops and reporting to the director of military services the occurrence of certain diseases so that measures could be taken betimes for their isolation and extinction early accurate diagnosis in respect of the first cases which occur is the vital factor in dealing with outbreaks of disease of the infectious type but early diagnosis or indeed any recognition at all of the true nature of certain virulent disorders in their initial stages is difficult and often impossible in the case of the army doctor 
working under the hurried conditions of the field and with a heavy sick parade to get through daily it was decided therefore to organize a service of specialists upon whom this particular work should fall and the central military bacteriological laboratory was established at alexandria this body began its labours early in september nineteen fifteen it had at its head an officer who was a distinguished pathologist and who was assisted by a staff of medical officers who had undergone special training and experience in the various departments of bacteriological work in addition to keeping scientific watch and ward over the health of the vast number of troops at the alexandria base this central laboratory undertook the organization and equipment of a number of travelling field laboratories which were to accompany the desert columns on the march and would thus be always ready on the spot to render specialist advice and help to the medical officers of regiments ambulances and field hospitals in the diagnosis of doubtful cases the central laboratory also acted as a training college for bacteriologist medical officers and for laboratory attendants thus providing a body of skilled personnel upon which the field units could draw it also carried out the systematic bacteriological examination of the various water supplies upon which our troops depended samples of food materials aerated beverages and the like were also constantly submitted to this head establishment for examination and report from the date of its installation in september nineteen fifteen to the end of the year nineteen sixteen the laboratory carried through a total of over eighteen thousand distinct examinations of specimens submitted to it from various quarters in the command and this single fact alone is eloquent testimony to its usefulness the field laboratories have also done a vast amount of work the importance of which must rank still higher in the prevention of epidemic disease because being right amongst the fighting troops they were able to undertake the examination of specimens brought to them while these were quite fresh and consequently more amenable to scrutiny in the case of excreta especially the lapse of only a few hours may render any attempt at a true diagnosis wholly abortive the institution of these travelling field laboratories really marks one of the greatest medical advances in connection with the whole campaign in egypt and the experience gained amply demonstrates that they must in future be regarded as an indispensable accompaniment to any army operating in a hot climate the necessity of early detection and isolation of the first cases of infectious disorders occurring amongst troops has already been remarked in the case of tropical diseases 
this becomes doubly important as an example the early symptoms of dysentery one of the greatest scourges among white troops in a hot country are not easily distinguishable at sight from those of simple diarrhoea expert bacteriological examination alone can determine the matter under the old system it too often happened that a patient actually sickening for dysentery who in the press and hurry of the field sick parade had been diagnosed as suffering from slight diarrhoea and had been given medicine and duty would thus be returned to his unit only to disseminate the disease broadcast among his healthy comrades no doubt it was to this cause that much of the dysentery occurring on the gallipoli peninsula is to be attributed and the same may be said in regard to outbreaks of enteric fever malaria diphtheria and the like the presence of the travelling laboratories in the field of operations has however reduced this risk to a minimum in the case of cholera indeed it may be said that the field laboratories by making possible the prompt detection and segregation of the first occurring cases have rendered the chance of any widespread incidence of that terrible disease almost a negligible consideration in the expedition against the turks on the sinai desert there were a number of these laboratories on the line extending from kantara to the front each laboratory was under the charge of an expert bacteriologist as medical officer who had two or more trained ramc orderlies as assistants it formed a complete separate unit in itself with portable huts specially devised for the work but wherever it pitched it was attached temporarily to that one of the field ambulance units of the divisions which formed the most conveniently central situation in respect of surrounding medical camps the location of the laboratory was immediately made known to all medical officers in the district so that specimens of sputum blood excreta and in the case of suspected diphtheria throat swabs could be forwarded to it with certainty and without delay wherever possible the situation of each field laboratory was so contrived that not more than an average distance of five to seven miles intervened between it and the medical units which it served material for examination would be brought to it at all times by orderlies either mounted or on foot and the orderly either waited while a report on the specimen was being prepared or the report was transmitted when ready to the unit concerned by telephone telegraph or special messenger this field bacteriological work mainly consisted of the examination of excretory matter for the early detection of dysentery careful watch being also kept for cholera vibrios 
and indications of possible enteric stool specimens of all diarrheal complaints which occurred among the troops being systematically taken for the purpose all suspicious cases of throat trouble were also similarly treated it being no uncommon thing for one of these field laboratories to have thirty to fifty swabs submitted to it for report in a single day cases of malaria and relapsing fever were watched for in the same way many samples of blood from suspected cases passing through the hands of these peripatetic bacteriologists daily the net result of this scientific version of carrying the war into the disease enemy's country was the eminently satisfactory state of the general health of our desert column although that column was placed in an environment typically favourable to the occurrence of epidemic outbreaks of disease if it be true as one authority on the army medical work has laid it down that medical knowledge and sanitary art have but one value in the field which is gauged by their effort on the massing of rifles at the decisive point and moment then the microscopes of our bacteriologists have triumphantly justified themselves even on a hypothesis with so pronounced a bismarckian tinge the equipment of these travelling laboratories constituted no easy task the ordinary patterns of tents were manifestly unsuitable for the purpose as abundance of light and fairly complete protection from sun wind and sandstorms were necessary for the delicate microscopic and experimental work which would be constantly in progress some form of hut which while being light and portable would also be possessed of a certain degree of stability was required and eventually provided these huts were made in sections which could be easily bolted together or taken apart the sections consisting of wooden frames with canvas stretched over them the microscopic and estimatory work of the laboratory was carried on in these huts but all operations such as sterilizing and boiling which needed heat and therefore involved the risk of fire took place in the open in specially devised shelters similarly stores of inflammable material such as petrol ether alcohol etc were kept clear of the huts these articles being preserved in straw-lined chambers deeply buried in the sand sleeping accommodation for the staff had also to be provided in the shape of the regulation tents the necessary stock of chemicals apparatus and glassware was carried in suitably designed cases but the glass employed was reduced to a minimum by the employment of enamelled ironware wherever practicable when the troops moved forward the field laboratory moved with them the huts were taken to pieces the tents struck 
all apparatus and material were stowed away in their respective travelling boxes and the whole was loaded on the train for transport to the new site ordered this as a rule was close to the railhead wherever that might be at the time the field ambulance camps being commonly grouped round about the farthermost stretch of the line the life of the field laboratory men was by no means unattended by danger the more advanced units were constantly subject to attacks from enemy aircraft and often the most delicate microscopic work had to be carried on under active bomb fire it is one thing to face death with a rifle in your hand heroically conscious of both power and will to return blow for blow it is quite another to assist at a bombing foray with your eye glued to a microscope moreover an explosion in a bacteriological laboratory full of jars of deadly acids and test tubes loaded with still more deadly cultures of disease germs has its own peculiar risks not exactly of the inspiring order it is not difficult to imagine what might result if the contents of a number of tubes full of the microbes say of cholera and cerebrospinal meningitis were scattered broadcast over a countryside swarming with troops. End of section 13